0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahneman. Thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Honneman on the ContenderCast. for shining a light on bright ideas today. I am so excited about this company that we have on today because I love their product. I could totally see um, my life as a one-bag life. And you're like, what is a one-bag life? You're going to love learning about this. If you love backpacks, if you love to travel, I'm so sure you're going to love hearing about this company. On the podcast today is Chad Mellon, founder and CEO of Knack, Knack Bags, which Knack is K-N-A-C-K. Chad, it's so great to have you on the podcast
0: hey Justin it's great to be here I'm, I'm really excited about today
1: me too I mean <laughs> and mainly because I am your consumer like I I see your product and I already know which one I want like I, I anyway I can't even wait to get to that um, I can't wait to unpack. Uh, your story, no pun intended. And um, let's do this. Let's start with your background. Unbelievable. For those who don't know Chad, so, a lot of you probably do. If you've been in the retail and consumer product space, you, you may have met Chad. Um, he was the CEO at AT Cross, small company that makes cross pens, um, head of marketing at Toomey. Oh, by the way, another huge brand um, and, and started his career at AT Kearney. Um, I mean, just just expert in this space. Chad, how did you go through these big brands and amazing experiences and decide to start your own business?
0: Well, I'll tell you, Justin, it's, it's a great question because I am an atypical entrepreneur. You know, as I go to kind of all these uh, networking sessions and talk to investors and stuff. You know, I look around and I feel like I'm everyone's dad. So uh, <laughs> you know, I, I came to this a little life. But, but as you said, I, I have uh, a background in product and marketing before uh, I went to uh, uh, AT Cross. I was uh, at Coach for several years right. in marketing and product, uh, CMO at Toomey. Uh, and watched that business go from a, a, a very small business to you know, quite a large business. And uh, and then was uh, president and then CEO at uh, 18 Cross for a number of years, which got me here to Rhode Island. So, uh, you know, and I love those brands and they were all great and are all great brands. But you know, to answer your question, what happened was uh, in 2015, uh, we had sold AT Cross to a private equity firm, sure. uh, and I spent a couple years at the firm uh, AT Cross was rolled out in the private equity environment. Uh, and then at that point in time, it was time for me to go and find uh, my next gig. And uh, what I found was that, you know I'm not a great golfer. Uh, I can only <laughs> play tennis so much right. And uh, I needed something to do, frankly. So I actually partnered with um, uh, Charlie Clifford, and we were looking for a, a business to buy. Now, Charlie Clifford right. was the founder of, of Tubi. Oh
1: my and, gosh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, and, and we, uh, we found this little backpack company that was really kind of interesting. We were thinking about buying it. And, uh, and unfortunately, the deal just didn't come together at the very end after we thought it would. And I said to Charlie, I said, listen, you know, there's something here in this backpack category, uh, not the way this company was doing it, but in some other different ways. And I think that this is something that, you know, I should go do. And wow. he was very encouraging and said, go for it. And, you know, the more I jumped into it, Justin, the more I said, wow, there's just a a tremendous opportunity here. And and that's really what got me started.
1: I love that. I mean, I, I can easily see how your experience, especially at Tumi, but at the other companies as well, would have given you at least knowledge on the category and yeah. you know what's out there, maybe even some of the manufacturers. I love the knack packs that you've got here. Really cool. And again, I love the brand and the logo and whatnot. Um, you know, but
0: ultimately, it, it came down to an experience. And, and that's, you know, it, it was something that I think, has nothing to do with where you live or the job you have. It's just, you know, how to get from point A to point B. And that was the insight around that. I was actually uh, in Costa Rica tarpon fishing, uh, you know, (laughs) kind of a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I was uh, this was after I'd left uh, Cross, and I was still doing some work. And it was a long weekend, so I brought some fishing gear down in a duffel. And I was bringing some work gear because I had to have some calls in a a backpack. Sure. And uh, I'll just never forget it, Justin. I am literally going planes and trains and automobiles on this trip. And I'm schlepping through the San Jose airport in Costa Rica with this backpack that was half full. (laughs) Yep. A duffel bag that was half full. I had a cup of coffee. I don't speak a word of Spanish. I had my translator app out in my phone. And I feel miserable, like bags right. are falling off my shoulder. And I then said, there's got to be a better way. Why am I carrying two half empty bags, you know, with my hands full? And when I, I made that, uh, at that point in time, I said, when I get back to the United States, I'm going to buy myself a bag that does a couple different things at the same sure. time, carries my work stuff, carries my clothes, my whatever. I'm going to buy that bag. I'm going to be a happy guy. I came back. And I looked for that bag for two to three months all all over and I couldn't find it. And that with my discussion with Charlie, you know, as we were kind of going through the purchase, uh, possible purchase of a new brand, that was the crystallizing idea where I said, wait a minute, there's there's something here. We've got to change some things. And and that's what... ultimately generated knack.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, it's got the combination of carry your laptop, carry the the cords and everything else. And, you know, a couple of outfits for a couple of days. Um, How did you go from, I I think this is a really cool idea and we can make a hybrid bag, or uh, that's my word for it, to actually starting a business and getting the first concept going?
0: So, you know, I, as you know, I spent a lot of time in the bag category and what I never realized when I was part of it was that the kind of paradigm in the bag category has always been we are going to grow by making specific single use bags that are really tar- tailored to a consumer specific need. So, you know. I'm going to make the best gym bag out there as a gym bag brand, or I'm going to make the best laptop carrying bag out there as a laptop bag brand, or I'm going to expand my brand by making a diaper bag and a laptop bag and all these single-use bags. So what ends up happening is the average person has this inventory of single-use bags. That's right. And When you try (laughs) to make a single-use bag, do multiple things at the same time, Yes. It doesn't work. You know, it's the, as we call it here in NAC, it's the underwear next to your laptop. Right. <laughs> you know, it just, it, it doesn't work. Yes. So, um, so we said we're going to do this multi-purpose bag, something that does several things at the same time, just as well as a single purpose bag. And no one in the category does that. That was the paradigm shift. So, you know, I can logic that out, Justin, in my, myself, but I don't know if, you know, The average American feels that way. You know, maybe it's just me. Uh, So what we did to take this idea, this concept into reality is we did something that we continue to do is we talked to consumers and we talked to a ton of consumers, both qualitatively and quantitatively. And the shocking thing that came out of those discussions, especially on the quantitative side, 45% of our target consumer said they wouldn't recommend the bag they use every day. Wow! Friend,
1: Unbelievable. Forty-five percent. Unbelievable. And I said,
0: "Wait a minute! That is crazy." So it may not, must not just be me. It, it's got to be everywhere. And as I'm sitting there in places like New York or Atlanta or Boston, you look around, kind of urban professionals. You look walking around the streets. They all have, they have two bags. They're carrying right. two bags. Sometimes right. three bags. The and that's because the industry forces them to buy single purpose bags and they've got a dynamic, multi-purpose life. No one goes to work in the morning anymore, works solidly for eight hours, and then comes home, switches out things and then works out. And then <laughs> right. switches out things, then goes and coaches baseball. Or, right. You know, whatever. I got a couple of bags for that. To do day that,
1: day. I got a couple bags.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got it. So so that's how we kind of took this idea and started to say, hmm, is it just us or is this really an issue? And we found out it was really an issue. We did that really through some real good consumer research.
1: Love that. So you got the good input and you've, you've identified a problem, validated it. Um, what was the first step in terms of, you know, getting an initial design um, together? How did you come up with the company name and the brand and whatnot?
0: So, uh, you know, a lot to unpack there. But, but first on <laughs> I'm the product sure. side, you know. Ultimately, I think product is the most important thing. Uh, if you get the product right and consumers love it, everything else comes. Uh, from a product perspective, you know, unfortunately, my taste is in my mouth. So <laughs> I had to find someone who was really good on product. And, and one of the benefits about being a later in life entrepreneur is that... Your network. Got you network. got a good network. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And I was able to reach out to some folks that uh, had worked at North Face, uh, and, and some other brands, as well as Me and said, listen, this is what I'd like to do. And I've got a general idea of, of the features, but I can't make it look attractive. You know, I'm, I'm not a, a materials expert, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, with our direction, we, we got some great and talented people, uh, who really helped us, uh, develop this product from a design perspective. And then again, getting back to the network uh, that we've got, that I've got, and other people on the team have, we are able to go to factories that frankly, would not have returned our call if I was, you know, a person that just said, hey, I've got a great idea, I want you to work with us. These are people that that I know, and our development director in Asia know, uh, you know, that have worked with places like me and Samsonite and Swiss Army, you know, really great consumer brands. And, and were willing to, to work with us and take a chance. So we were able to take this design we developed and then uh, put it into what I would call not a startup uh, supply chain ecosystem, but really a developed brand ecosystem on, on the supply side. Wow. So that was really all the networking side. Uh, and uh, in, in terms of the brand, Boy, we we went through an awful lot of back and forth on this. But again, (laughs) kind of given what we try to do, we we try to involve consumers in just about everything we do. And we we went and talked to a lot of consumers about a lot of different brand names. And uh, you know, I'm sure you know with with your brands, (laughs) right? It's just naming is a tough thing.
1: I know, but I love it. It's got
0: a good sound
1: too. Knack pack. Yep. I love it.
0: we we make knack packs instead of backpacks. And yeah, there's it's a reason. really cool. If, if you love our product, you've got a knack for getting out in the world. And our, our logo is is all about there and back. It's two arrows uh, that are that coming cool. together and they form the reverse K's. And, you know, it, oh, it was, I love the branding. It was, branding. Really, That's so it was cool. really good work by uh, a local Rhode Island company called Duffy and Shanley that uh, that we really uh, we just we're, had a great relationship with. And and they did some really great work with us. Uh, Cause again, as I said, my taste is my mouth. I can't, right. I can't do that. That's myself. so
1: funny. Yeah. I'm a big, I love brand and marketing. And, um, so what was the first product? What did that look like? And, and, you know, what was the timeline from idea to getting first product in hand or an initial prototype?
0: Yeah. So, uh, if I had uh, if we were in the same room, I'd actually show you the, the uh, first cool. prototype. Very cool. Uh, it, it always sits in my office with me. Um, it was something that uh, we developed with our factory. Uh, we saw it uh, the first product in the beginning of 2017, and we ultimately launched to the consumer in November of 2018. So you know, from literally the sketches all the way to the first product was a little less than 18 months. Got it Wow. You know, the shocking thing, though, Justin, is you can really see in that first uh, prototype, you can see the bones of what ultimately became our uh, initial NAC product. And uh, it, it allowed us to, it was good enough to allow us to take it out again to consumers um, and say, what do you think? You know, does this work for you? And we got really positive feedback, which said, there's some things we've got to change. But, you know, the general idea and the concept is right and the bag generally works. So you know, let's refine this over the next few months. And we went through about seven prototyping rounds uh, before we finally got it. And then, as I said, launched in November of 18.
1: Got it. Really, really cool. Um, And then I'm I'm looking at some of your products now. So you've got the small expandable pack, medium expandable pack, a limited edition, uh, medium, large, and then a new series too. So talk about how you think about um product lines and innovation yeah. and like the ne- kind of how did you come up with like the next version like what does that look like
0: so we started out with this idea of you know kind of what's the biggest uh use case for lack of a better word what uh how do consumers use two bags at one time when one bag should suffice and and really what we came out with is the idea of work plus travel. So uh, if you're going to be working and then you've got to take a quick trip, which more than 50% of the uh, work, the business trips in the United States are less than two nights. So we know that that's a big opportunity for people and a big pain point. Again, 45% of people don't uh, rec- wouldn't recommend their primary bag. So, We said, let's make this multi-purpose bag that's really focused on carrying your work things and at the same time, when you want to carry your travel things. So it's work and travel. Got it. And uh, we've come up with a patent pending way to do that. The travel compartment is hidden when you don't need it every day and that it unzips and expands. You can pack it like a suitcase when you do need to travel. the beauty of that concept is You've got a, a travel bag that's just as functional as any suitcase out there. And you've got a work bag that you don't have to touch when you convert it into a work and travel bag. So you've got get to keep everything in the exact same spot. So after that work and travel, we're now looking at other kind of dual combination uh, use cases. What are other examples of people who have to carry multiple things, you know, multiple bags to do the? kind of live their life every day. An opportunity is work plus gym, obviously. That's you know something that a lot of us we go to the gym. We don't want to carry a separate bag. We don't have to. Uh, there's parents who work who are carrying work bags and diaper bags. That's an opportunity. There's hobbyists, whether it's work bags and camera bags, for example. So there's lots of lots of opportunities here, Justin, to take these use cases where the current incumbent brands force you to buy single purpose product right take those use cases combine them and then create a multi-purpose bag that, that does both the uh the use cases equally well
1: yeah very very cool and uh again for our listeners 18 months from initial prototype to product and market it, it, you know it doesn't happen overnight um manufacturing how did you figure out manufacturing was this another um element of leveraging your network
0: absolutely yeah i figured yeah, Absolutely. No so uh, the first thing that we did, uh, because I know that you know, based on all these brands that I'd worked with, both as a consultant early in my career, but also uh, with with the companies that I work you with, know, supply chain can sink you. And it's so complex. So one of the things we did, and we're really lucky, is uh, there's a very talented woman... That we know who ran Samsonite supply chain and then worked at Coach and Toomey. And I knew her, and uh, we were able to uh, get her on board to help us not only with our sourcing, our identification of uh, factories and raw materials, but also to oversee our production process and and, um, our logistics. And, you know, just she's really, really talented. Again, someone who probably uh, you wouldn't see in a typical bag startup. Sure, uh, and she's really helped us avoid a tremendous number of mistakes. That's awesome. Um, and then obviously, uh, she's brought a person on to work with us, so uh, we're expanding uh, in that area. But we've really dedicated resources to ensuring that the quality that we bring into our consumer is it exceeds their expectations. Wow.
1: Yeah, really, really cool. Um, Talk about, you know, route to market right now. You know, you can buy your website and whatnot at knackbags.com. What about retail? What does that look like? Uh, And how are you thinking about that channel?
0: Yeah, it's really, you know, it's a great question. And, you know, I'd probably be interested in your thinking since you work across so many brands. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about how we really focus on the consumer. And and our product decisions, a lot of our branding decisions, uh, have been driven by our community. So you'd say logically, well, one of the things that you should be doing is ensuring that NAC is wherever the community shops. Totally. And you know that would be retail, that would be Amazon, that would be lots of different places. Absolutely. The problem that. I have, and, and I guess this is where we haven't been totally consistent uh, in always following our community, is that I think for a brand like us that is consumer-centric and is focused on the community, it's really important to understand and be able to have insight into that uh, consumer purchase and unfortunately, once we get beyond our own channels of distribution uh, right now, which is direct to consumer, we totally lose track of who the consumer is, right. what they're doing. That's right. And, and I think that's really a problem for um, not only a brand like NAC, but any brand, frankly. Uh, so I have not solved that problem yet, Justin. Of, Got it. Of how do we get our product where our consumer shops 100% but also uh, still uh, enable that relationship between Mac and the consumer.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, we could wrap on that. I mean, you know, you know this probably better than I do, but you're right. So selling direct to consumer, the nice thing is you own the relationship. You have the profile data. You know what they've bought before. You can market to them the next new bag. You can, you've got accessories here. I mean, right? You own that. And when you, as soon as you go through a Nordstrom or a fill in the blank other retailer, or even Amazon, like you don't get that first party data. And so. Um, you know, but that's a trade-off, right? I mean, but you'll right. you'll have a larger volume. I mean, you'd have to come up with other methods for people to, you know, opt into your communications, coupons, promotions. You know, almost a, la a loyalty program. Um, and right. the way that I saw Toomey do that was register the bag. Right, if you want to for the for the warranty, you you can buy it at fill in the blank retail store, but then register the bag for for ongoing uh warranty and that was how they collected first-party data
0: yep and i was i was the guy that actually launched that no no way the
1: tracer program that's so funny of course you did i should have figured that that's so funny but you know the
0: interesting thing and i'm sure it's changed uh, since those many years ago but back then, only about ten percent of consumers registered. I'm not there were surprised. There are a lot of to registering. <laughs> so you know that says ninety percent of our non-direct consumers would be people we just don't have any insight to. Right. And one of the things that you know I really—it's a personal pet peeve—and uh, and we're not we're not great at this by any stretch the imagination is act, But it's my personal pet peeve when I get communications from brands that are totally irrelevant, or <laughs> yeah. I'm served up products right. totally irrelevant to uh, me in my teams. and, yeah. you know, I I just don't understand why we should do that today. It just doesn't make sense to me. So
1: that's because uh, everything's not fully connected. You know this. I mean, yeah. all of the different sites don't talk to one another yet. I mean, there is a lot more connectivity and passing of of information on people's laptops and phones. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Um, how are you building the brand? How are you building awareness besides like podcasts like this and things like this, but how are you, I mean, cause you've already got a pretty good number of reviews going now on these different products. Um, nice. Yeah, What are you doing to get the word out?
0: It, that is a great question. As you, you know, uh, that's kind of the, the uh, $50,000 question <laughs> right. for direct to consumer brands. Uh, so We kind of rely on two things. Uh, First of all, we rely on on really uh, great word of mouth from our consumers. And by far, uh, knack packers are our best marketers and and have driven so much uh, purchase and repurchase. You know, we were shocked when we launched the brand, Justin. We thought that, you know, frankly, a one bag life concept, you only need one bag. So it does a lot of different things. We thought it was a one and done purchase Right and uh, right now, what we find is that within twelve months, twenty five percent of our consumers buy another bag from us. You know, which is great. Yep. And the other thing, what we found that we found is that uh, our consumers are are really you know they're proselytizing their profits uh, for NAC and One Bag Living. So, so that's really been helpful, and and it it allows us to kind of authentically communicate to consumers without having you know kind of. Um, uh, you know, really formed brand messages. Sure. But we don't have a big enough consumer base to say, okay, that's really going to be the engine of, of growth, the sole engine of growth. So uh, we do a lot of things. Um, and first and foremost, is we try to get consumers to share contact information with us so that we can sell them, send them relevant uh, communications. Uh, we, we found that we've, been pretty good so far, and I'll, I'll touch wood, in creating a, a robust and active database that allows us to, um, to get more targeted messages. Again, we have a large, long, long way to go there to be really what kind of at the level I want to be, but but get car- targeted messages both to new and existing consumers to, to really give them things of value uh, and, and then help them become either knackpackers packers or knackpackers packers again. Sure. So we we very much focus on database growth and and then marketing to that database. And then the the other thing that we do is uh, we think that as a new brand, uh, getting that kind of social proof, both from consumers as well as third parties is really important. So we work with uh, content providers that review the bag, Uh, review aspects of the bag talk about the bag or or people like you who can help us get the word out uh and with content that's really really relevant sure so there's a lot of ways that we try to grow the top line uh from our existing consumer database our existing consumers uh to third party content providers and of course we do a a, a bit of uh, paid advertising
1: yeah of course that's smart um you've been in different places uh as in different leadership roles here you are building your own brand now uh what two or three pieces of advice would you offer to our audience uh, from either your past experience or the experience in launching a brand as they're as they're thinking about you know their idea and bringing it to life
0: well i'll tell you uh it's something that i've read about and i've heard from other entrepreneurs if you actually knew what you were getting into you would never do it Just- <laughs> <laughs> It is, uh, it, it is, uh, it's a way of life. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad I did it and, and, and I'm passionate about it. Uh, but it is, uh, all encompassing. It's not something, at least I haven't met anyone who does it in their part time. Sure. Uh, and I think that's just kind of important to do, uh, and, and understand. Uh, the other thing is, and this is something that, I really try to practice and I think our team really tries to practice this is, you know, don't breathe your own fumes. Ah, it, it's really easy to think that you've got the, uh, the right approach. But I'll tell you, Justin, I don't think I've ever at NAC had an idea that hasn't gotten better by either my partner's input or team member's input, or as I've said many times, our consumer's input. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really easy either for speed, the purposes of speed or efficiency or expediency, whatever you want to call it to say, okay, I got, I got the answer. I'm going to just run with it. And, you know, I've found that, um, you don't want to take too much time, but decisions are always better when you get other people's opinion. That's been really, really helpful for us.
1: Um, good advice. Um, and really cool to see just kind of where you guys are. No, there's so much growth and runway ahead of you. Um, Share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy the product, etc.
0: Well, as we said, right now you can only get us at uh, knackbags.com. Uh, that's k n a c k bags, all one word dot com. Uh, We are uh, selling directly to people, and, and again, trying to maintain that direct relationship. Will that change in the future? It may. Uh, we're not. We're not going to right now. Uh, we sell to the United States and uh, and Canada directly from the website. Uh, but for all you overseas uh your overseas uh, listeners and subscribers uh, we actually sell about 10 percent of our sales outside the united states and canada Interesting. and those are knackpackers packers that basically love the product so much they figure out <laughs> their own way to import it so uh, oh, nice we help people with that but um but we don't do it really uh directly through the site you would have to call a customer service
1: got it that's awesome yeah great brand um and love this whole idea of the one bag life. Uh, Really, really cool. It has been so great having you on the podcast. And I I just can't wait to see uh, where the brand goes. Uh, Like I said, I I could see myself in a couple of these, Chad, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast.
0: The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands.